Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur. My name is Tiago and it's a pleasure to be here with you. I have to say that I was really missing this conversation and uh, you and I have every week. It really helps me to just relax and it's kind of a therapy session for me to be honest. It's it's really helping. Having this podcast is really helping me in my journey as an entrepreneur and as a bootstrapper. Today I have a packed episode for you, like always, a lot of things happening and uh, I will be speaking about one uh, thing that happened in Indie Hackers, as you probably know, Indie Hackers has been my main source of marketing and I have been pushing a little bit too far, so I got told off by one of the moderators, I will tell you about that. I will also tell you about the community and some struggles that I'm been having in the past week due to this idea of scaling up and how I can scale it and uh, yeah April started and it's my first month without unemployment money so yeah I'm currently burning my savings and I'll be talking about that how that makes me feel and a couple of thoughts that have popped up in my mind and then in the end as always I will be speaking about tips and tricks for entrepreneurs and today I have a cool tool to speak with you about so without any further ado let's get started with today's episode so this past week I went karting and I'm sure you know what karting is, right? This uh, motor race sport is kind of uh, where all the F1 drivers start, right? They, they start with karting. And I'm I'm not an expert whatsoever. I think this was the third time I've done it. I've done it once really long time ago. And then I, I did it uh, in Germany and indoor karting, which is much scarier, by the way, than outdoor. This time we did outdoor, so it's it's much better. And uh, I'm the kind of driver that really likes to practice a defensive kind of driving. And uh, I consider myself a good driver, to be honest. But I, I like to be cautious. I like people that I'm driving to be comfortable. And when someone is driving me, I'm very picky. I hate when people have this kind of aggressive style of driving. They accelerate a lot. They try to overtake. They brake a lot just not comfortable and I get nervous. I really don't like that. And because of that, I tend to assume that I wouldn't be good at karting because I guess I don't like taking risks. And this is something, and now we kind of are entering a little bit in more the therapy session, but I always think that I am not good enough because I'm afraid of taking risks. And if I go back, I don't know, when I, when I was, for instance, sailing, yeah, I, I, I used to sail. Uh, I know it's kind of a posh sport, but it's really amazing. So we used to do these competitions, right? And uh, I used to see all the other kids kind of pushing the boats to the limits, and eventually they would, like, flip it. And I remember me and uh, my teammate, we, it was like a, a boat for two, and we were always trying to avoid flipping the boat. We were very cautious, and uh, part of me was always kind of criticizing us because I wanted to be like the other kids. I wanted also to flip the boat because that kind of mean that I was taking risks and that uh, my fear 
was not uh, kind of keeping me from achieving my best potential. So I always have this kind of thing. I have this inner thought that I'm not good enough because I'm afraid of taking risks. And uh, I've been recently trying to understand that and accept that. So, for instance, when uh, we went uh, skiing, I had friends that loved speed. They would go down the hill super fast, and every time I was getting too fast, I break. I broke. Broke? I break. I braked. Yeah, I learned this now, actually. Actually, break and break, so take a break or break your car, they are spelled in different ways. <laughs> it's funny. So, break, like, uh, break fast. Break fast? Is uh, B-R-E-A-K. Whereas break, break your car is B-R-A-K-E. So you don't say I broke the car because that means a different thing. You just say I braked. Anyway, this was kind of my uh, English lesson <laughs> of, of today's episode. But yeah, I, I kind of felt that I needed to learn to, to feel confident with my skiing skills before I updated to the next uh, piste, for instance, right? So you start with green, then you go to blue, and then you go to red, and I would only go to red once I felt comfortable. And then I felt comfortable and I would do it no problem. And I felt that there was people that they were still kind of afraid of going to the reds because they, and, and, and that made me feel good. That made me feel, okay, I overcame this fear. I, I, I'm willing to take risks. But it's a different kind of risk. It's kind of a controlled risk, right? So back to this story. We were driving. It was me, my cousin, and there was also other, other people there compet competing with us that we, we didn't know. So just to give you some context, my cousin and I uh, is three and a half years younger than me. But growing up, I was always kind of the older in, in the, our core family and my cousins. And uh, I have a sister. But the person that I competed with the most is my cousin. So growing up, well, like playing kicker, playing soccer, uh, or football in Europe, of course, uh, we're always kind of competing with each other, and in in a nice way. So obviously, I, I knew that it was about to give me shit in the karting and saying, "Yeah, okay, I will beat you." And to be honest, I I believe that he would beat me because if you compare my style of driving with his. It drives much more aggressively, like speed, is, is less afraid of taking risks. So I immediately thought, okay, my goal here is not to win. My goal is to do somehow a good lap, you know, not to embarrass myself, let's say, not to be in the end. So we started racing, right? And uh, immediately the two guys that were that we didn't know, but they were actually competing in the lower powered car and they overtake me so everyone is overtaking me and i'm really doing terrible timing so i was doing about one minute 20 one minute 25 lap times which is really really terrible everyone is overtaking me of course including my cousin that at this point is already giving me one one is kind of overtaking me twice <laughs> and i was really feeling bad like come on what's happening i don't know so i tried to relax and I tried to, like, I was speaking to myself. I was driving and say, okay, try to do this. Wow, come on, accelerate. I, I was really in the zone. And I tried to copy what others were doing. And I kid you not, 
after like 10 minutes, something kind of switched in my brain. And I started to understand how to do the turns, how to cut the corners. And my time completely improved. So I went from 1 minute 20 to 1 minute 8, 1 minute 7. And my best lap ended up being 1 minute 6. It felt amazing, I have to say. Because it's, it's really like one little thing. One little thing that I was able to overcome that i was able to learn how to properly do the corners change the whole dynamics of my racing i was much more confident i could accelerate more and i was overtaking people again in the end i had the second fastest lap my cousin still beat me which was somehow bad because i knew he was going to give me shit he was always mocking me especially in the beginning when he was able to basically overtake me twice <laughs> But I felt really good. I felt really good because I was able to exceed my own expectations. And if you remember the episode I recorded called, I think it was called Ugliest Entrepreneur Sentiment or Feeling. In this episode, I, I told you there was feeling jealous. Jealousy. I was jealous of uh, Wolfie. Wolfie is a good friend, also an entrepreneur. And he just started his podcast back then. And... He immediately got more listens than I did in like eight months of doing this podcast. So I felt jealous. And then I was trying to kind of explore these feelings and explore these feelings here with you in, in the podcast. And a couple of people told me that I should only compete with myself. I should not compete with others. And I never really understood that until this karting experience. Because I knew that I was really terrible. And my goal was to become better. And I was able to exceed that. And to be honest, I didn't care that my cousin was giving me shit. That he beat me. I was super happy. Because I was able to beat myself, you know. So what I also realized. And going back to those kind of um, insecurities that I have. That I, I don't take enough risks. Is that it's okay for kind of building up your confidence until you take risks. And there's people that they have a lower threshold that are immediately able to step up and um, being faster, going down the red slope. And then there's other people that need to gain the trust to get there. It doesn't mean that we won't be able to reach that. It just means that we have a different path. So this is kind of what I'm trying to accept, trying to accept that even though I sometimes might take more time or a different path to reach a certain goal, it's still okay. I'm not inferior and I can still make it, you know. I have a lot of this imposter syndrome and as an entrepreneur, this is not healthy, right? It's not easy, but it's something that we kind of all have. I think most of us have it and we have to overcome it. And sometimes not building up your capacity until you take the risk is not good. So yesterday I was uh, watching this Netflix documentary uh, called Fire about the Fire Festival. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's basically a huge flop festival. They overpromised and then people went there, they paid a lot of money and then it was everything was terrible. There was no tents, there was no music and they basically had to fly back. What I felt about that, uh, I think his name is Brian, but I'm not sure, is the entrepreneur, the CEO of this company. And I always felt that he was living in a much higher level than what he could handle, right? So 
clearly is one of these people that are not afraid to take risks, but he was not ready for it, right? So he didn't know anything about building a festival and everything involved and in, end up being a huge flop. And uh, now he's <laughs> facing a jail, I guess. So it's, it's also important to learn how to reach there. And uh, as, as an entrepreneur, that's what I've been doing for uh, the past months, eight months, nine months, learning how to become better, learning small things. And once, if you learn slowly, once you reach that point of uh, let's do it, you know, you have a lot of uses, you have a lot of pressure, you know how to handle it because you took each step until you reach there. And that's what I hope it will happen here with uh, the community. WB Space has been growing a lot. And, uh, well, not a lot, a lot, but definitely I can see the growth. I, I, I was able to double my MRR, so my monthly recurring revenue, in the month of March. So I was making in February about uh, $90, and now I'm making 180 So really, really amazing. And if you remember, I told you also last week that people started to question, how is this community going to scale? And that really affected me. That really affected me in uh, in this past week because i was nervous i didn't know what could i do and uh, i i tried to come up with solutions so that i could scale the community and eventually i was kind of freaking out i, I didn't know what to do i was just like looking at my screen and uh, you know that happens to me quite often i have too many ideas and I didn't know which one I should take. And uh, actually, recently now, we had we had an event with the community about uh, productivity. And one exercise that now I learned that I should do and I'll start doing is the brain dump. A brain dump is you basically get a piece of paper and you write down all of your ideas, all of your thoughts, and you take them off your head so that you can focus then in what really matters. I'll definitely start doing that. But one thing that also really helped me to kind of stop spiraling was to speak with the members of the community. There are members that are very active, that really like the community, and I need their feedback. I need their inputs. So I I asked around and one of them was Jasper. He is a user of the community, also really cool projects that he has going on with 3D printing and so on. And I asked him like, do you think this is getting too much? Do you think that there's too much new people joining that you're kind of losing interest? And he said, no, it's it's completely fine. So far, I'm able to read everything. And uh, if eventually we get to a lot of people, I just mute a couple of channels and I just use the channels that I like the most. That really made me feel great. I was able to relax, to take a deep breath. <sighs> After all... Is not that bad, you know. We still only have uh, 40 members now. It's not that much, so I shouldn't stress out. There's still a lot of value in the community, a lot of things we can do, and uh, I, I felt much relaxed, much more chilled after that. So, my tip for you, if you're feeling that, is definitely do the brain dump, write down all of your all of your thoughts, and speak with your users, because they know best. They if you don't speak with them, you'll always assume the worst. You will assume that they are hating it, they are not using the community, there's too much people. But if you speak with them, you'll definitely understand. And uh, even if they give you feedback, 
that's the feedback you should work on, not the monsters that you are kind of creating in your head. So feeling good with that and uh, to give you also kind of an update on what I'm doing with the community, what I think the community should go as it scales up is that I believe that we should have different things going on, right? We have the WB Labs. We have now started the accelerator, right? So people, they don't need to kind of do everything in the community. They can just be focused in their little group. They can be focused in the accelerator. They can be focused on what I'm doing today channel, the feedback channel. Heck, they can just come for the discounts, right? So a lot of things, and I think we'll have this kind of little islands as the as the community grows. And uh, even for the events, we had, as I told you, the, the, the event. And this time, you know, we have more and more people every week or every event. We have more people. So I think I, I didn't even count, actually, to be honest, but maybe, what, 15, 20 people. And uh, this was the first time we did an event with um, presentation. A lot of people were asking me for, so I said, okay, let's do it. Normally, the idea of this event is just for us to chill and speak and to have kind of meeting or a meetup of entrepreneurs. But a lot of people were asking for uh, having a presentation. So one of our members did a presentation. He set it up. He did everything, all the work. So I'm really thankful for that. And uh, we started. In the end, I think the presentation was a little bit too long. And uh, after the event, I collected a lot of feedbacks and people said, okay, maybe we should make it shorter, the presentation. And I was kind of uh, beating myself up after that because I felt that I was not a good moderator, that I should have uh, cut short the presentation, that I should have moderated a little bit better. But in the end, I did my best, I collected the feedback, and next time we'll do it a bit better. In the end, people enjoyed it, people learned things, they got to speak with each other, and I always feel that these events kind of renew the cohesion of the group, because people get to see who the others are, their faces, they get to speak with each other, so yeah. I really recommend if you have a community to do this kind of events once a month or so because it really, really makes a difference. Besides that, as I told you, we just kickstarted the accelerator program. The idea is to do 10 weeks. We have uh, two groups of five and we'll be working each other within our groups to achieve our goals. There's uh, multiple people with different kinds of goals and in the end we'll have a demo day. So far, the biggest problem with this is that we have people from different time schedules. So it's really hard to kind of have these meetings because we are having one meeting per week or one meeting every two weeks. And the times are really super different, right? So in my group, for instance, I have people from the US and uh, we have to do the meetings in my afternoon, which is their morning. So I don't know how this is going to yeah how we are going to do it and uh, so far it started well but not with the energy that i was expecting so maybe we'll have to change things around but i mean this is uh, a learning process and with the labs the wb labs i've been telling you about it for a while now it's also definitely a bit slower so this project we're learning a lot about this project and uh, the labs was definitely too big 
too too big. The project was too big for one month. So if we do another lab, it will need to be a much much shorter lab or a much simpler project. But now we had a meeting with the devs and we split tasks. And now we are actually building, and I'm learning something new. I will be we will be building with React and the Node.js. I've never worked with Node.js, so it's going to be fun. So for me, the goal is just to keep my coding skills up to date, and that will be really, really nice. That's it for my project updates. I, I just wanted to chat a little bit now about the lifestyle of the entrepreneur, because um, it's been uh, uh, an interesting month so far, and we just started, right? It's the month that I am not, I'm burning my savings, right? I, I am not uh, getting any unemployment money. And sometimes I feel that my partner and I are kind of living in a, a different dimension, right? She has a normal job, right? That she works from uh, nine to six. Yeah, here in Portugal is nine to six, it's not nine to five, amazing. And, uh, I have what I guess considered an abnormal job. <laughs> and it's everything is so uncertain for me yet, right? So I'm not making money. I don't know if I will soon. And uh, she wants to maybe buy a house or uh, we need to buy a car. We need to do all of this kind of stuff. And I do have some savings, but I don't want to use them now. Because I'm not making enough money. So my only focus now is to live and to build the project and to see where I'm going to be next month and in two months. I don't know if I will basically go back to a normal job, if I will uh, yeah, be able to make ends meet and make somehow a salary. So it does seem that there are kind of different priorities at the moment. And uh, it's I don't even know if I'm going to publish this. This is just a way for, of me to kind of put my ideas in order. But yeah, that's, I think, definitely a challenge of uh, being an entrepreneur. It's that people just do not understand you. Even when my friends were here, they have normal jobs, right? And I feel that... They helped me, right? So I, I, I told them what I was going through and they, they gave me some good suggestions, but they are just not in the same zone, right? They are not entrepreneurs. And uh, even if you are an entrepreneur and you have you are doing it as a side project, I don't f fully know if you really understand, right? You do understand it's a different thing, right? You have different challenges. When... You are uh, an entrepreneur, but you are doing your projects as a side project. People won't take you as serious, right? So it's really hard to convince your partner that uh, you want to spend your weekend building your project, for instance. They'll be like, but why? <laughs> What's the priority? They're like, That's not bringing you money. So in that sense, now it's much better because they know, everyone knows that this is my main priority because this is kind of my job. But they also don't fully understand that there's a big toll mentally. That you just don't know where you're going to be in the next month. You don't even know if you will like it. If you will enjoy doing this for the rest of your life. If you want to hustle for the rest of your life. And uh, 
society is made so that uh, you kind of fit in. You you need to buy your car. You need to to have those days, to have holidays, to have kids, to have all of that. And uh, I think that in that sense, being an entrepreneur, especially a bootstrapper, when you're not making money, you are living somehow outside of society, right? I don't have a job. I don't have social security. I, I cannot get unemployment money. So I, I just have my savings. My savings is what keeps me going. You know, I know that I if I need to find a job or if something comes up, I have that money. If now I put that money to buy a house, right? I have no savings. So I'm completely in lo- alone. Uh, wow, this is really good. I think we're we doing great improvements here in this therapy session. I think that's why. I think that's why I need to keep the this money on the side. It's somehow a security. It's, uh, it's what keeps me sane while going through this uh, entrepreneurship journey. Hopefully it will end soon. Hopefully we'll be able to make money and uh, I don't know, I will have my ideas a bit clearer. But so far, yeah, that's definitely the struggles of uh, this entrepreneurial journey. And that's what I have to tell you in the section of the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. Also, I forgot to to tell you uh, while I was speaking about my product updates, uh, I did say in the intro that I would speak about it. So my main marketing channels, as you know, are Twitter and Indie Hackers. And I was kind of abusing Indie Hackers because it was bringing a lot of great results. A lot of people were coming to the community from Indie Hackers. The only thing I was doing was going to the first page, check the posts, and kind of come up with a comment that uh, was valuable but was still mentioning my community, right? So let's say someone is speaking about no-code. I would say we have this member. Mark is a member of the WB space and he's also building a tool in no-code. And people would be curious about what the WB space was and they would just check it out. This was great, as I told you. But at some point, I started to, I don't know, maybe pushing it too much. I was not even doing any effort to create proper comments. I was just saying, hey, why don't you come and build your product in the WB space? So finally, a moderator came to me and said, Tiago, you're abusing it too much. So I stopped it. Uh, I will definitely come back to it uh, in the, of course, uh, much reduced way. But by stopping it, I was mostly focusing then in building stuff in the community. But I saw that the traffic coming to my website reduced a lot. So I still need these marketing channels to improve the business. There's There's no passive income of users. And that's something that I always say. I don't want a passive income. I just want a passive uh, source of new users coming and SEO could be great right so that's what's happening with changes for instance but I I cannot hit the nail with CEO still for my podcast for the WB space there's not a lot of people coming from Google so I'm kind of you know trying to come up with new ideas to bring people to the website and uh, for that we go to the tips and tricks of entrepreneurs, the last section of today's episode. And I want to speak about a new tool that I am currently trying out. And it's called Siphton. Yeah, it's kind of a, a weird name. 
And it's really interesting, by the way. So I, I was on Twitter, right? And uh, Luca, uh, I, I spoke about him, the founder of Ivory, he told me, hey, Tiago, you should um, interview uh, this guy because he's really cool. I was just chatting with him before. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, so why do you think I should interview him? And they say, ah, we just has a, a cool, cool project. And I said, okay, uh, let let me check it out. And his name is uh, Michael Mazurek. And uh, we chatted for a little bit. He, I, di I didn't fully understand if he was interested also in being part of the podcast or not. But I don't know. I, I didn't see the appeal. I, I was not uh, particularly interested in uh, having him in the episode. And I guess we take a lot of uh, first impressions from Twitter. So, for instance, I, I normally check people's uh, bio picture. And Michael's picture is basically him and the background of flames. I don't know. For for me, when I check that, I feel, eh, you know... Uh, you know, my brain immediately associates with a very tough person, and uh, I don't know that might be may not might not be the best for uh, my kind of personality while interviewing. So we kind of stopped speaking for for a while, and then someone mentioned Stefan. So Stefan is a tool where you can basically define your keywords. So for me, it would be bootstrapping, entrepreneurship, solopreneur, and then every I guess hour. Stefan scans the internet and scans Reddit, Twitter, Indie Hackers, a bunch of forums, and sends you an email where people are speaking about your topic. And Mark, for instance, from Power Importer, he was the one that told me about this tool, and it told me that this is how he gets users to Power Importer, and he's making really, really good MRR just from that. So he says, I think once a week or twice a week, he gets this email, he goes through the forums, he kind of plugs his Power Importer product, and that's it. This is amazing, because this is what I was doing manually, right? I was going to Reddit, I was going to LinkedIn, I was going to Indie Hackers and doing that. So there's now a tool that allows you to do this. And I'm, I'm now doing the trial period so far, it seems great. I, I will maybe give you some more updates in the next episodes. But so far, it's really cool. I'm getting everything on the email. And now I'll try... I, I still didn't try to plug my community, but I'll try doing that today. And I'll let you know how it goes maybe in the next episodes. But it seems a really cool way to automate the marketing process and at least to cut some time. You still have to invest some time in plugging in your product and come up with the relevant comments. But at least it seems really cool. And I was fascinated about this product. I was like, wow, this is super cool. And then the moment you sign up, you get super cool emails. And I got a nice email and I got a picture of the founder. I was like, this is really cool. And I, I wanted to chat with the founder. I, my first thought was like, I need to interview this person in the podcast. And then I clicked on DMs. And who was this person? Michael. Yes, the same person that I kind of discarded a little bit for, for the podcast in the beginning. And uh, now I'm super interested. So, you know, it's it's just like when you first see like a picture says more than a thousand words, right? Like I remember even Mark the, from Power Importer, I just told him like his picture, he seems super tough guy. Uh, you look at him as like super serious. And then when we're chatting, it's a completely different than kind of personality than what I had firstly imagined. So just saying that uh, it's really interesting how um, 
people make assumptions based on uh, pictures <laughs> and i certainly did that and uh, yeah it was uh, definitely my mistake so let's see if we get michael here in the podcast i think it would be really interesting but until then this is a great tool uh, i think the cheapest price though is 14 euros per month so it's a bit on i and for a bootstrapper i'm not sure if i'll be going for for it but i need to see i need to test it first we have a trial period so i'll be doing the trial and see if it works or not and maybe we'll give a discount to the wb space let's see i will uh, ask him about that and that's it if you want to test it out the link will be in the description and uh, as always i don't do any advertisement so there is no one paid me to speak about this tool and that's it for today's episode there are a couple of ways on how you can help me. If you like these episodes and you'll want them to continue, you can buy me a coffee and uh, the link will be in the description. It really helps. I don't do any advertisement. So buying a coffee every once in a while really, really helps. You can also become a supporter. It costs uh, $5 per month and you are not only supporting the podcast, but you get access to the WB space. So it's kind of, you, you get to, to support both both things and you still get the possibility to work on your projects but even if you don't want to you can just do this pay five dollars just to support the podcast to make sure it continues to make sure i keep on interviewing other people so it's it's up to you if you like it it would be really really amazing and of course you can share it around with your friends your peers your entrepreneur friends on twitter everywhere and last but not least giving a great review on apple or spotify that really really helps this was another wannabe entrepreneur this coming thursday there will be another great interview so make sure to tune in for that and yeah this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next time I'm thinking on creating a proper logo for the WB and then starting selling some merch. So let me know if you're interested.